The views and opinions discussed on this show are of the guests and host. They do not reflect the views or opinions of associated sponsors or affiliates. If you become possessed by an interdimensional being after listening to this podcast, we are not liable for any damage caused by ectoplasm, physicality towards loved ones, or levitation-related injuries where you are listening from. Enjoy at your own risk. Welcome back to the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast. Tonight's guest is going to be awesome, but before we dig in... I want to talk to you a little bit about our amazing sponsor, Accusanus. You know, it's summertime, and we all got things we'd rather be doing with our time than spending time editing audio. Listen, this is so important. I've got way more time for the beach. I've got way more time for the flies. Oh, what am I talking about? I live in Newfoundland. It's mostly flies. But the reality of it is i got more time this summer because I can edit my audio with a simple turn of a dial. That's right. All I got to do is put my grubby little fingers on my Audacity program on my computer and go into Akisana software, which with a turn of a knob will actually do all the editing for you. You could be a five-star podcaster with like maybe like a half a star of talent, okay? I'm just going to say that to you now. One thing I love, too, about Accusanus is that it's so specific with things it does. One knob is for a voice leveler. So, for instance, if my guest tonight's voice is louder than mine, which I highly doubt because I'm such a loudmouth, I can actually level her off with a simple tone, a little tiny turn and a tone with this amazing software. And the best thing is you don't have to have a big old clunky audio editing board. You know those great big things they used to use in school assemblies when you were a kid? Uh-uh. That's a thing of the past. This is just software that actually works with all kinds of amazing things like Sony Vegas, Audacity, which is my personal favorite, and even GarageBand. Guys, check out Accusanus. All you got to do is scroll down the show notes and give our wonderful sponsor a try. You'll sound like a million bucks or, you know, at least be on your way to making a few with your own podcasting and audio needs. Anyhow, tonight's guest, well, a little bit of an unknown, not going to lie to you. But she has something in common with me. When I started, you know, paranormal investigation many, many, many years ago, I went into it as an atheist. Okay, so what's the definition of an atheist? Not necessarily someone who doesn't believe in ghosts. It's just there's not a whole lot of a religious connotality to it all. So basically, when I started ghost hunting, I was open to the idea that maybe there's something, but not really. I was the wet blanket. Well, I decided to bring on a fellow wet blanket. (laughs) And the really cool thing about tonight's guest, too, is that she also has a love for the paranormal. How could I not have Lenore Hako on my podcast tonight? Lenore, how are you doing? I'm good, buddy. How are you? Excellent. First off, thanks so much for all the nice messages while I was in hospital recovering. I was uh, getting all kinds of weird messages from all kinds of weird and wonderful people. You definitely fit the <laughs> bill. And uh, I think I think there was a lot of F-bombs in our messages together. But, uh, you know, I try not to curse a whole lot of this podcast. But, you know, just know no that the, that your, your caring and cursing really helped me get out of the St. Clair's faster. And uh, thank, right. thank you so much for that. So you're an atheist, huh? <laughs> um, I'm glad to hear you're doing much better, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. I, yeah, I, yeah. I am. So when you came into, like, kind of got involved, shall we speak, or interested in the paranormal, it must have been kind of a, I don't know, like, how, how does that really work? I know how it worked for me, but how did it work for you? How did you go from being an unbeliever, so to speak, an atheist, but to also be kind of like, huh, maybe there's something to a lot of this stuff? Well, that's, uh, that's a good question, because I grew up um, in a Catholic home. My mom is from Placentia Bay. 
you know, she grew up in a very devoutly Catholic community. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we grew up, you know, believing in God and everything. Right. So I that's not necessarily was into the paranormal when I was young, but I was very fascinated with horror. And um, I don't know, John, if you remember, because I think I'm, I'm, I'm a bit older than you, but uh, years ago, when Par- uh, Salem's Lock came on TV, it was a <laughs> miniseries, right? Anyway, that used to come on TV, and I was not allowed to watch it because I was very young. And uh, But I would sneak out of bed, and I would come downstairs and I would watch until it got cut. And one of the scenes that got me as a kid was, you know, when the little boy, little boy gets bitten by a vampire and turns into a vampire and he's floating in the air and he's scratching on the, uh, the window pane of his friend. Uh, anyway, it scared the poop enemy, but, uh, it still intrigued me very much so. And so anything really to do with the supernatural, I was interested in. Horror movies growing up, you know, we hung out at Buddy's house where we got to see all of the Friday 13th movies and, you know, Black Bloody Valentine and all the classics, right? The classics, I indeed. Kinda, <laughs> I, right? I, I always love Freddy because he reminds me a lot of myself, right? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's really into all the like horrible, scary stuff, but he also makes everything a freaking joke. He reminds me of like, Everyone's dad making dad jokes most of the time. So he's, uh, I, uh, I myself am a Jason girl. Yeah. Jason all the way. <laughs> but it doesn't mean I don't love Freddie. I, I named my cat actually, uh, his nickname, his name is Freddie and it's crossed between Freddie Mercury and Freddie Krueger. Now my Freddie Mercury is very near and dear to our family. In fact, my wife is obsessed with him. Got a tattoo yeah. of him like in drag on her arm, like the one where he's doing "I Want to Break Free." That that uh, oh yeah, like he's got the vacuum and everything. He's got she got that tattoo. She's, she's totally obsessed with Freddie Mercury, right? It's very pretty. <laughs> you know, there is a ghost yeah. of Freddie Mercury. Have you heard about that? I haven't. Okay, so like this I this haven't. guy is apparently haunting a couple of the locations he performed at. So a lot of people have have, have told stories of of not necessarily hearing him sing. But uh, of hearing him entertain, he was a very well-known entertainer in his era, and uh, he loved, loved, loved partying with people, basically. So uh, what, what people have heard, they, they've heard Freddie having conversations with other people and partying and just talking the way he always did. And, and it's very, very audible, Freddie Mercury's voice, because he had that, that top part of his cleft palate uh, almost kind of thing going on. It was, it was a very different kind of, of voice. And and uh, it actually affected his singing big time, which is why I never have it corrected. But it, it's really really interesting to uh, to know that the ghost of Freddie Mercury might still be uh, might still be rocking her somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> so, what other that parts of the paranormal? Exactly. What other parts of the paranormal you enjoy, Lenore? Let's let's talk a little tiny bit about ufology here. You know, we don't give UFOs enough love here in Newfoundland, probably because there's not a whole lot of sightings. But uh, have you ever had an experience, or are you a believer, or? Oh yeah. Yeah, UFOs, yeah, for sure. I mean, to me, I think it's it's pretty silly to to have the belief that in a universe that, I mean, it's endless, that there's no other intelligent life, that we're the only planet in the whole universe where there's intelligent life. That's absurd, you know. And uh, 
I I believe that. I mean, there's too many sightings, too many noted sightings, to think that there isn't some merit to it, right? And I mean, the whole Area 51 thing. Uh, I mean, I would not put anything past the, uh, the American government, right? So. <laughs> well, we had disclosure last year too. Did you, did you kind of check out some right? of that stuff? Yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. interesting. So, I mean, you know, and it's like it's kind of uh, kind of absurd to, to think that we're alone in the universe. Well, from a purely scientific view, even even without the idea of, of religion, like take the atheist view on this, the, the building blocks of life are all over the galaxy and all over the universe. So, you know, by statistics, if you have endless possibilities, as in the universe, we there is no end as far as we know. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, there has to be life out there because the building blocks are there. There's infinite possibilities. So. You start getting just one little tiny galaxy, you know. That's right, and, and like one little tiny galaxy. I like to think there might even be another John and Lenore in some other place. Maybe they got like you know, like like gills or something. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? I don't know if I I, I would believe in you know like uh, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know that there's another planet that has us. There's a different version of us. I don't know if I believe that, but I definitely believe that. Because I mean, it's only, it only takes a few elements to create life. It's true, right? So to think that you know, there's no other, yeah, no other life on other planets. That's absurd. I think too, yeah. like when it comes to aliens, like another theory that I love talking about is this idea that maybe it's not aliens at all. Maybe it's us from the future coming back to like hang out and watch us or get some DNA or something. I don't know. There's all kinds of weird ideas out there. I love it. <laughs> It's quite possible. <laughs> Who friggin' knows, man? Have you ever Who had a, have you ever had an experience where you think you might have saw a UFO before, Lenore? Yes, actually. Me too, I but I want to hear uh, yours first. <laughs> okay. So my husband and I were um, I brought him here. Uh, he's from BC, and I was living in BC at the time. So 2004, summer 2004, I brought him here, and we hung out by the um, information center up there on Signal Hill. And we were lying down on the grass, you know, we were had like a picnic and it was nighttime. We were just kind of lying down, looking up at the uh, sky. And we just saw this light move really fast and it was moving in perfect line. So say, for example, you're looking up at the sky and see a light that looks like a star and it moves like split seconds from one side from the left to the right and then back and forth and over and back and under and back. Like it was just too fast because I mean, stars die. The stars we're looking at, they're already good. You know what I'm saying? So for us to see something move that fast in the sky, and I'm not talking a plane. Okay. I've seen lights on planes. I'm talking up in the sky where the stars are. There are lights moving back and forth very quickly. It was just, there was no explanation for it. And he saw it too. There was no explanation for it. None. I, I think what makes it really credible is the idea that it goes back and forth. Because, you know, the first thing people are going to say is, oh, you're seeing a satellite or even the International Space Station. That's something I saw before and was like, oh, wait, no, there's the blink, blink, blink. Blink, 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 right? Okay. <laughs> but but reality is, if you look up and you see something that's going left to right, left to right, and it's got a flight pattern, man, that's really oh, weird. Oh, it just it, no rhyme or reason. 
that I can think of. I mean, I'm not an astrologist or anything like that. I'm not, I don't claim to know anything, but man, this made absolutely no sense. And like going back and forth. My, my experience was probably a little different. I, I, I had the full on UFO experience here in Newfoundland. And no unfortunately, you know, at the end of probably three or four days of frantically searching what was going on, we finally did find out what was actually responsible. It was, but anyway, I looked up in the sky. It was the middle of the winter and I seen this blue spiral and I seen this thing fly and it stopped. There was no light coming for it for about three seconds. And then it started to spiral and you see this slow blue tail. I was absolutely spawned. I said, Oh my God, that is a UFO. What the hell is that? Like, this is so real. I said, I, I, and at this point in my life, I wasn't even really into the paranormal much. And I was like, dude, this is real. Like, this is crazy. Anyway, it, it eventually just kind of disappeared in the sky and stuff. I, back then there was no like super fast, uh, internet, so to speak. We're on dial up back then, for God's sake. Uh-huh. And I can remember being on the old messenger ICQ and people were like, <laughs> people were like, man, did you see that weird blue spiral in the sky? Anyway, a couple of days went by and then it <laughs> only until we seen the newspaper and the newspaper said, uh, rocket veers off course from uh, Cape Canaveral or something like that in the US. And apparently it was a rocket ship. And it was one of the thrusters that usually falls off into the sea. But there was like mm-hmm. something weird happened. The thing just blew and it was like just went all Atlantic. Because when you think about it, Florida is not exactly all that far away from us. I guess this mm-hmm. thing right. just blew off track. And I mean, these things are flying like it could probably fly halfway across the world in a few minutes. So yeah. I'm thinking it probably got close. But anyway, that was my experience with the UFO. Oh, my God. And I was just like, this was just real. I can see why people get so excited to see one. And and my heart was like racing looking at it. That being said, I've looked up at the sky many times. And I, I can't exactly tell you that I've seen a for sure UFO. But there's been some weird stuff up there, man. And not only that. Like, if you're lucky enough to be anywhere in Newfoundland where there's not a lot of light pollution, like Terranova, mm-hmm. Newman Sound is an incredible place to go if you're a UFO hunter. Like, that's one of cool. my favorite spots to go watch. I've never seen anything up there, but other people I've talked talk to have. And uh, there's, like, you can just go on those Newman Sound campgrounds up in Terranova, man, and, and just look up, and it's just stars forever. And wow. the weirdest stuff moving up there, man. The weirdest stuff. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Did you ever have any we other experiences with uh, with UFOs or aliens or anything like that, Lenore? No. You're no, that was uh, that was probably yeah, that was the only experience I've ever had with anything like that. Cool. And again, you know, I still think about it like there's no way it wasn't something. And, and that's, the, that's the hardest part about it. We don't. It's it's a something. We still don't know what the heck it you know, is. And he saw it too, right? That's like your story. You had other people. Yeah, yeah. I can remember ICQ thing, was was though, lit that night. <laughs> yeah, even though it wasn't. You know, I mean, it was still pretty incredible what you did see. That's right. Right, but you had other people corroborate your story, and like, you know, same thing. He saw it too, man. Like there was no denying what we saw. But no, actually, John, I haven't had. A paranormal, you know, um, I have never had an experience myself. I don't think I'm um, sensitive. I think there could be ghosts, you know, doing a jig in front of me and slap me in the <laughs> face, and I wouldn't know it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you ever wonder how much the light bill is over there? 
<laughs> you wonder, right? You wonder. You know, speaking of ghosts, you live in one of the most haunted places on the planet, and you said you've never had an experience yourself, but I bet you got a few stories from friends of yours. Hey, have you got anything you want to maybe tell tonight? Well, the only experience I ever had, and this can be explained, um, I think I heard a noise. I was home by myself, and I was living in B.C., and in B.C., there's raccoons and skunks and, you know, all kinds of little critters, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was home by myself, and my sister was away, and I was living in the apartment above her house, and she was away. And the windows were open downstairs, and for some reason, I, like, I didn't feel safe in that house because, you know, there weren't locks on the windows, and you know, stuff like that. So I didn't feel safe. Like I went and had to buy a lock, put on one of the windows because anybody could just slide it open and come on in. Like I wasn't in, you know, it's not, it's not like here where it's not as big of a work, right? Anyway, so I started to get paranoid and I went downstairs and I took my sister's baby monitor and I brought it upstairs because I was afraid I was going to hear somebody break it in. Well, what I heard through the baby monitor was some inhuman noise. Hmm. And it scared the crap out of me. And it was some kind of screech, some kind of weird screech noise. Now, the windows were open in the bedroom, so it could have been a baby raccoon. or I don't think it was a raccoon, um, but I don't know what they sound like. But it was something pretty eerie. And so I, you know, freaked out and <laughs> called my boyfriend and... You know, it was all like, I can't, oh, I can't sleep. Ah. Even the maid dog go downstairs. Now, the dog, he would bark. Somebody walked up the front steps of the house. Somebody walked in the driveway, he would bark, right? So, you know, he never made a sound. Anyway, that was the only, the only experience I've ever had. But I don't know if it was anything or not. It's just really hard to tell. Like, I'm, I'm the type of person, even though I believe, I'm also the type of person to debunk stuff because there's there's a lot of times there is a reasonable explanation for it. Absolutely. So if I hear noises in my house, I will assume it's the house settling or it's house noises. My the apartment that I lived in before this place uh, it was a house, and my cats would just stare up. The stairs, the top of the stairs, I would stare and I would move my head in front of their eyes and they would maneuver their head around me so that they could see, especially one of my cats that's lying down here next to me now. And so I would record, I would record and I'd say, okay, there's something going on at the top of the stairs. Something's up there. I could never, I could never capture anything. And after a while, I just kind of was like, yeah, whatever. They're looking, something's up there, whatever. But, I mean, I never saw anything. Um, my cousin has had experiences when she lived in residence of, uh, you know, taps turning on and TVs turning on and off. And I mean, there's, I mean, there's, John, you can talk to probably every second person in this town, in yep. this city, in this province that have had an experience. Where did she so, do her, Where did she do her residency to, just out of curiosity? Oh, well, she was she was living in residence. Okay, yeah. Uh, Mon. Oh, at Mon. I don't know. Some old house in Mon. Oh, Mon lovely. Residence. 
Hear that, all you university students? Look out. (laughs) Right? So, I mean, yeah, and that was a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, every other person that had some kind of experience or knows somebody that did. Like, my dad passed away a couple years ago. And uh, I went to get my hair cut at a friend's house. She has, you know, she she works out of her home. And she's sensitive. And she was on a kind of a retreat with my sister. And um, they're walking out in the woods. Wait a second. She said, Wait a second. Hairdresser in her home. She's sensitive and she did retreat. It wouldn't have had to be Betty Collins, would it? No. Okay, good. No. No, I don't want to name her because. Uh, okay, yeah. That's no, cool. No, because Betty anyway, used to be on our show a lot. So. They were they were um, walking down the wood in the woods, some kind of retreat or something. And then she grabs my sister's arm and she says, your dad is here. Uh-oh. And uh, my sister starts to cry, of course. And so she says to my sister, you know. He just wants you to know that he's okay. Everything's okay. He's okay. Anyway, so I go to get my hair cut. And I said, uh, geez, you know, uh, I never knew that uh, her name was Donna. I can say her first name. So I said, Donna, I never knew that you were a medium. <laughs> and she said, as soon as I said that, she got the cold shivers. And she says, well, I'm not really a medium. And I and I said to her, says, what? You're, like, you're more sensitive to other beings. So, so of course, dad made an appearance. <laughs> and uh, she said that your dad wants me to tell you don't worry, don't feel like it. Because like, I kind of had some you know, guilt and regret and about not seeing him as much as I should have before he died and all that stuff. And So he told Donna to tell me basically, you know, don't, don't, don't have any of those feelings. Don't have any regret, don't feel any guilt. And uh, he said, you know, he's okay and everything will be okay. And I was going through some stuff at the time and, you know, she said, he's always, he's always there. He's always with you. And so I say to Donna, I said, so where do you think he is? Where is he? And she said, well, she couldn't quite put you know, she couldn't quite explain it. And I, so I said, like, like on another plane of existence. And she said, yes, exactly. Another plane of existence. So whether it's heaven or whatever, you know, I think he came because he was able to, through her, and tell me what I needed to hear. And I don't think, I, I trust her. Like, I've known her 30 years and so I don't think she would. And she's the nicest, sweetest person ever. Like, I don't think she has. I, I don't even think she would do it to try to make me feel better. In a, you know, in a trying to trying to be helpful way. I think I think she was completely and 100% honest about what she was saying. And uh, I thought that was, you know, kind of neat. And, and I need to walk away from much feeling a lot better because, you know, Stuff like that can mess you up, right? Absolutely. Yep. Right. And, and so, right. people who I mess with the paranormal. There's a lot of people out there who mess with the paranormal and get so ingrained in stuff like that that they just can't be unbiased anymore. And what ends up happening is that they go a little crazy too. Like, <laughs> there's a reason why I hung up the recorder, man. I had to stop because I couldn't be biased anymore. It just, it was impossible. Like, or, or you know, I couldn't be, you know, what's the word I'm here for? 
objective. I couldn't be objective anymore because I just, I went from complete atheist to, oh my God, this stuff is 100% real. Like, I got so much data collected from so many haunted places all over Newfoundland. Like, how could you ever deny that at least one of these things I caught is the real deal? And uh, oh, so I'm with you there. Yeah, I, I. So, so once again, we we kind of took the religious part out of it for you, basically. But what would you say? Okay. Would you, would you consider yourself more spiritual then, or just more curious, or open to the possibility, perhaps? I don't think that. Personally, I don't think that there's a heaven or hell. I don't believe that there's an almighty being up there in the clouds, you know. Um, and I do not disrespect anybody that has faith because I often envy envy that. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 got to be quite such a comfort to pray to a deity or a being and, and feel that they're actually listening. And, and, and you know, and I do any of that sometimes. I think Jordan B. Pearson, um, uh, you know, Jordan Pearson, he, he's a very well-known radio speaker and podcaster. You know, he's uh, just, just a really smart guy. <laughs> and that's one of the things he always talks about. You know, we killed God. And uh, the day we killed God, we took responsibility for all of our actions and, what ended up happening with him is, is, you know, he still has a spiritual belief. His exact words are, I don't believe in God, but I live as if there is one. And I thought that was a, a real interesting take yeah. on his part. A pretty cool idea. What I believe in is more of, it's tangible. I look outside and I see the green grass and I see the trees and I see the fact that that's what's giving us life. We're breathing because of these trees providing oxygen and stuff like that. It's more of a, you know, I'm not a mother nature nut, but that's, that's <laughs> kind of more what I believe in, right? But when when people pass, you know, I don't think that, um, I think people get stuck, right? I, I definitely think people get stuck and they can't move on for whatever reason. Um, unfinished business or they aren't able to, you know, come to terms with the fact they're actually gone, they're actually dead. I think that's a big um, one, actually. I, I think there's a lot of, you know, there's two different types of hauntings for, for what we know. You know, we got a residual haunting, which seems to be just history repeating itself. And we also have the intelligent haunting. And, yeah. you know, I, I do believe that some of those hauntings might be someone who just can't come to grips with what happened to them and they can't move on and they have nowhere idea where to go. And then there's the other part of it too, where it's like, no, no, there's spirits who just don't want to go where they're supposed to go. <laughs> and they much yeah. rather hang out. Like I'm after hearing a lot of haunted bars is a big one, man. Like I, oh, I never yeah. understood yeah. people who were like, yeah, this church is haunted or yeah, this, this bakery is haunted. Like, no, man, you're going to want to haunt like, you know, the Playboy Bunny Mansion, or you're going to want to haunt Vegas casinos. <laughs> like you want to haunt where all the fun is, aren't you? Like why the heck would you want to haunt somewhere lame? I don't know. Well, because a lot, you know, when you think about it, right, a lot of pubs, they're old, old buildings. And if, I don't know history, of course, like I heard the Duke is haunted, for an example. I don't know where, how long the Duke has been a pub. I don't know if, you know, if, if it was there back in the days where there were hangings and all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like That's right. a lot of these old pubs have a lot of deep history. They were brothels. They were, you know, um, part of prohibition and all this stuff. 
previously. There's a lot of history. And I think a lot of that's where residual hauntings come into come into it because I think that a lot of times with regards to residual hauntings, I think they're more the buildings themselves. So for example, for our viewer, for our listeners that don't know what residual hauntings are, say if you go to, you know, a theater and somebody hears a conversation that happened in the past between, say, two actors and you know, it's just a conversation. It's like they don't know we're there. But I think it's just the buildings are retaining that energy from the past. So that's how, like, you know, some kinds of buildings could be haunted. I don't necessarily believe it's the the ghosts themselves being stuck there. Um not knowing that they're dead. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm just, I'm a novice at everything. <laughs> I, you know, I don't think there's just, any such thing as, as an expert in the field. So no, that's another no, thing too. Like, but I mean, like John, I, I, ha- I've wanted to, and I mean, ever since I moved back home, I've been wanting to do it. And I it just life goes a certain way and you don't, you're not able to do things like that, but I've wanted to do, you know, go places and investigate and all that stuff. Right. Absolutely. It just, just hasn't happened yet. But I mean, I do, I do watch enough stuff and I do a lot of research into this stuff. Um, but again, like, you know, unless you've got an intelligent hunting and that something's moved around or something disappears, you know, like, uh, I worked in a software company where I used to, um, do support for veterinary clinics that had our practice management software. And a lot of places, especially like downtown Toronto, um, a lot of those buildings are old and um, been around a long time. And a lot of those, I've heard from a lot of uh, vet clinics that that were haunted. And they had intelligent hauntings. Money's being moved. I had, this is one I forgot about an experience, which I don't know if it's an experience again, because you know, it could have been somebody messing with me, but I'd known these people for a long time, for years and so when I would do support for them sometimes, I would connect to their computers remotely and so I would have control over their computers and they could see me moving around mouse around and opening up windows and closing windows and everything And, and if they didn't know I was connected they might closed windows that I had opened and start doing stuff, typing stuff up, not realizing that I'm connected, right? So anyway, one day I was connected to the server and the server was downstairs in the basement. And uh, so I had opened up three specific windows that I always opened up to do my work. Anyway, they all closed. Click X one after the other. Boom, boom, boom. And so I had called and I said, you know, so-and-so, can you tell whoever's down on the server to get out because I'm on she said, there's nobody down there. <laughs> I said, there's got to be somebody to close all the windows that I had open. There's got to be somebody down there. And it wasn't a normal computer glitch. You know what I mean? Like I had three windows open and the mouse went to the X's in the top right corners, one after the other, and closed them. It didn't stop, you know, it didn't do like shut down or anything weird. It just closed each window I had open. And um, I mean, it could have been a computer glitch. I, I use computers every day, 
never seen anything like that happen to me before. Never. You know, I could see one time or something, flash. like, but my God, never ever. Was it a touch screen or flash. was it was it was it a touch screen computer or was it like no, a mouse? No, I mean it wasn't any touch screen computers then. <laughs> there you, you know, go. Like how do you explain that one? Wow. We're talking like fifteen odd years ago, right? That's so right. anyway. So I just they just said no, there's nobody down there. I said, What do you mean there's nobody down? She said, Oh, that's the ghost. So we're in the ghost. Oh, we have a ghost that's haunting <laughs> our building. Oh, do you now? Yep. Um so nonchalant about it too. Oh well they were so used to it, see? <laughs> it's like it oh, wasn't yeah. uh, malevolent at all. It just would move stuff around like money. It's a popular one. They would turn lights on and off, turn taps on and off. It's kind of more being a being being a nuisance than anything. But they they even said like they were um, rebuilding their office, so they were going to tear this one down and rebuild it behind them. And, and I said to Mrs. Like, what's going to happen to go? She's like, oh well, they can come with us if they want. <laughs> you know, like there was no fear except they didn't like being downstairs by themselves, especially in the evenings when they're closing up and stuff like that. So you said it was a veterinary clinic. Yeah. So I could see them like, okay, folks, time to do a little kitty hysterectomy here. Uh, scalpel. And all of a sudden, the scalpel just floats across. <laughs> uh, at least at least you know it was a person, not a dog. You know, that would break not, my heart. Not, not quite. Not quite that intelligent. <laughs> oh my. Um, but, you know, another time somebody was telling me about, you know, they're, they're um, being picked up by their boyfriend or whatever. And so he says, oh, she says, oh, nobody's, nobody's in the clinic, whatever. He said, there's somebody up in the office upstairs. She said, no, there's not. He's like, yeah, I just saw him in the window. Like, you know, there's shadow in the window. But stuff like that. Like a lot, of, a lot of history with buildings, a lot of, you know, a lot of things. Energy is what we're all made of. And this is what I feel brings them out. It's just energy. Like when we pass, when we die our energy is still going to be around somewhere. You know, it doesn't just disappear. It's all energy. I know a lot of people whose energy will never disappear. My God, they talk some all a minute. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're that type A. They must be A type. They must be A plus. They got to be type A. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it always, it always fascinates me that, you know, Seven years doing EVP research all over Newfoundland. Not once did I ever come across a nasty old ghost. It was always nice. There's always happy voices and stuff. I really do feel like a lot of the stuff that's on TV is dramatized for entertainment, basically. But, you know, I, I think this stuff is very subtle and I think it's a lot more common than people give it uh, give it credit for. And, uh, you know, when it comes to ghosts and stuff like that, I'll always have a soft spot <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, you know, and I'm with you, too. But that being said, John... I don't, I don't, um, I think there could definitely be negative energy. Say, oh, for yeah. example, okay, look at all the, you know, the, 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 the most evil humans in the world that have lived and are still alive. When they're, they die, where's their energy <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Oh, did I just say that loud? Oh, sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, right? Keep going. <laughs> but, you know, like, for example, we'll pick serial killers. Okay? I mean, there's a lot more of them that are but the purest of evilest of people. Hitler. Yes. Okay. Oh, my energy. God. Where does that energy go? Do you think they can come back or they could potentially come back as an evil, you know, a, a, a malevolent spirit? 
dare I say, poltergeist. You know, I don't know if I believe in that either, but some people say that if they can move stuff around, then they're they're a poltergeist. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know what I believe. The, right? the definition is noisy ghost, but not necessarily noisy because the closest thing I ever seen to that was a glass move downtown in one of the bars, and uh, that was a weird, weird haunting. But for the most part, it was as soon as we acknowledged that it was there, and we got a few EVP with it and stuff like that, it just stopped altogether. They never had anything else yeah. after that. So, you know, sometimes I wonder if these things just want to be acknowledged and then they hang out again. Then there's the other part of it, you know, where there's there's people who get into the even deeper ideas, you know, that maybe there's parallel dimensions running along ours, we're getting stuff bleeding in. There's all kinds of weird explanations. But there's one thing I love, and that's everyone has their own take on the paranormal. And mm-hmm. whether you're the layman who is just in this for the fun of it, or if you're like a really well-known researcher, like nobody really knows what's going on. There are no experts. And but one thing I will say, at least with the atheists sword, so to speak, of common sense and reasoning right off the bat, you kind of go into this stuff a little bit more wide-eyed than a lot of people. So when stuff starts happening and you start doing the ghost hunting thing, look out, because you might not be an atheist forever. <laughs> mm. Take it for someone who knows. <laughs> I know, I know. That's all fair enough, but again, like for me, I already believe that there are alternate planes of existence. I think that's a really cool idea too. Like, do you think yeah. there's one run, like one run in parallel anywhere in St. John's, like where a lot of this stuff is kind of centralized, like downtown, like always to me, always seems like such a weird place. And not just at nighttime on George street. I mean, like all over downtown, it really feels old and strange to a lot of people. It's the energy. Yeah. The energy is yeah. definitely a historic one. I feel. Because yeah. it's such an old city. Yeah. Right. If we were talking about, you know, we're talking about a new subdivision or a brand new city or something. As long as they're not, as long as they didn't develop it on the old uh, burial grounds, right? Um, <laughs> Don't give me any ideas. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, like our 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 city is like the oldest city in North America. So there's got to be. If all of these row homes downtown, and you know, the three sisters' house over there. That's you know, a big one. Down by the battery. I've heard a lot of ghost you know, stories from people who, who unfortunately, you know, there's a large homeless population in Newfoundland. And I've heard ghost stories from some people who actually squat there for a while. And wow. they were like, man, like, there's definitely something weird here. <laughs> like, I was like, you know, we can't get access to the place. In fact, it, it's how it hasn't been condemned blows my mind. But, uh, you know, it's a historic site, basically. And, uh, for anybody who doesn't know who the, what the what the sisters is, is basically a bunch of joined buildings where it's rather haunted. And, uh, mm. you know, I, we've heard stories of just voices is a big one over there. Voices and just completely drains your energy. As soon as you walk into, like, you just walk in and you feel drained, no matter how healthy and happy you are. And uh, that's... Those are the common ones. And then there's the actual ghost stories from the places of seeing people walking through walls and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. really, really cool. You'd love to get in there, but it'd be against the law at this point, you know? <laughs> oh, man. You know, I'd love to get into the Grace. Oh, man. The Grace Hospital. What's left of it anyway. Uh, What's left of it? Oh, my God. I bet you there's yeah. still stuff in there everywhere. And Yeah, I heard, I heard that uh, right now from people like breaking in there and stuff. It's, it's, it's totally trashed and there's pigeon poop everywhere. Gross. And apparently that's pretty toxic. 
So it's almost like a health hazard now, right? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to go anywhere near that. No. <laughs> you know, well, there's never ever any nice haunted, you know, condo, like <laughs> nice heat and light in there. <laughs> it's always no, got to be dark and dreary and miserable, right? <laughs> uh, another friend of mine, actually, she's also very sensitive. And uh, when I was living in BC in Coquitlam, there's um, Riverdale, and it's an old mental hospitals and that's now where you know that's one of the mental um facilities a uh, mental hospital facilities in lower mainland anyway a lot of buildings are condemned asbestos and stuff like that a lot of the old buildings and they were planning on tearing them down and you know rebuilding or doing something i don't know because it's actual private private property anyway um i don't know if you saw the movie um brave encounters uh, it's a fan footage um, paranormal movie. Anyway, they they kind of mock like ghost adventures in a way. Okay, yeah. But they go into the, they go into this abandoned asylum, and it turns out to be actually haunted. Oops. So they're doing a TV show. Anyway, so they filmed it there, and uh, I was actually talking to Star, and you know, it was pretty cool being there and down in the tunnels and everything like that. Anyway, my point is, is I got off track there. Uh, my <laughs> friend who was sensitive, she was visiting. She's living in Ontario. So she was visiting and I took her and I drove, I said, she knows how big I am into the paranormal. So she, uh, I took her to drive by its hospital and she said, you know what? I don't feel any negative energy here at all. None. Which was cool because when you have, a lot of people love deaths and, you know, mental, mental institutions, stuff like that. They're not, and not always, especially when you have a long history, right? A long old building, probably a couple hundred years old. You know, things weren't always the best conditions back then, right? So it was good that there wasn't, uh, she didn't feel any negative energy. And I think that if there was any there, she would have felt it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and like, yeah. I think it's really interesting. It seems to me like you do attract a lot of people in your life who, who are energy workers, it would seem like. <laughs> is that, is that yeah. sound about right? I don't know. I don't know if I would say that. I guess, you know, because I talk about it, like people say, like, what kind of movies do you like? Oh, I like horror movies, you know, like anything creepy. And I think that's why. I was interested in the paranormal as a kid because that Salem thought freaked me out so much. Anything that scares me, like that can't be explained. I'm not talking about some guy takes me down the road. You know what I mean? I'm talking about <laughs> things you can't explain, things you can't see. Anything like that that can scare me fascinates me. Okay, here we uh, go. Yeah, maybe that's why I draw. Maybe that's why there's people around me that, you know, believe or have their own experiences or maybe a little sensitive or. It's crazy. I can't go anywhere. Like, honestly, <laughs> I can't go anywhere. And then people are like, somehow drop some little tidbit that makes me know they're into the paranormal. It's unreal. <laughs> like, just the other day, like, I was out. Oh, my God. I was out in Avondale of all places and dropped into the store and was chatting away with one of the guys there. And all of a sudden, he started talking about, yeah, and I'll <laughs> hope that ghost train don't come through here on time again, laughing and giggling. I'm like, what do you mean ghost train? He's like, oh, you haven't heard about the train? 
Oh, there's a ghost train in Avondale. You start going, like, oh my God. Like, I can't escape didn't know it. Who you were? <laughs> yeah. You didn't know who you were? Or? I never, he never had a clue who I was or, or anything uh, like that. I was just there picking up an ice cream for my little girl. <laughs> like, there was no, there was no real, uh, there was no real catalyst there. It was just, we were just chatting away. I was like, oh my God. But I guess when you're, when you're so into it, and you love it so much. Whenever someone would drop that little thing, you'd probably latch onto it anyway. So it's like the most uh, the most crazy people I've ever come across are just into the paranormal. They love it, but they don't talk about it with other people because not a lot of people are into it. So that's why it wasn't cool for me to give you a call tonight, Lenore. <laughs> well, it's funny, John, is the house that I lived in prior to this one. I asked the landlord, I said, so do you know if it's not this? Because <laughs> it was an old house, right? Yeah. No, I don't think so. As far as I know. As far as I know, uh, that's a vote of confidence. Uh, I don't think. Well, he didn't that. have any experiences. And I mean, I didn't have any experiences, but the cats, you know, were very keen to stare up the, the railing. But. Okay. All right. Sounds to me like I got to blow the dust off my uh, off my spirit box and come visit you. <laughs> See if we can yeah. have some talking over there. <laughs> Maybe, man. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, the time has come for us to say goodbye, but, uh, you know, you've been a wonderful guest. Thanks so much for answering the questions and hanging out and joining me on my weird and wonderful show. I know a lot of people oh, out there it. love to hear different people's perspectives, and I think yours is is very interesting. Have you got any, any sage advice, so to speak, for other atheists out there who might be looking at the paranormal with a few question marks right now? Have you got any advice to them? Look. Anything really is possible. I mean, I don't discount anything, right? But I don't, so I don't think that every noise that I hear is a ghost either. So, you know, just keep it, keep an open mind, right? UFOs, ghosts, uh, you know, just keep an open mind because anything really is possible. Nobody knows what's, what's out there. Nobody knows what happens to us at the end of the road. Nobody does. There's only so, three. There's only yeah. three certainties of life here in Newfoundland. Yeah, you're gonna die. There's gonna be potholes, and the price of gas is gonna keep going up and up. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, thanks so much. Thanks so much for being on the show tonight, thanks, buddy. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Well, the time to say goodbye is upon us. But don't worry, you can keep track of the Odd Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast very easily. It's available on Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio. Just look for the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast banner. Of course, if you'd like to keep up to date, you can always check out the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast Facebook page, drop a like, and every single time a new show goes up, you'll be notified. You can also follow me, John Mallard, on Twitter at O-D-D-T-O-N-F-L-D. That's Odd to Newfoundland. Get your latest news on the podcast as well as the ever-popular para-joke of the day. From the oldest city in North America, I bid you adieu. From the Odd the Newfoundland Paranormal Podcast.